you found it. A Scoop of Life is a podcast produced by Square One World Media and features Cheryl Coop as host and storyteller. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Cheryl Coop, and I am thankful that you have taken time to listen. This is the second year of my weekly podcast, and each episode is a mix of one of my personal stories, music from a variety of Canadian artists, and concludes with a brief spiritual insight. I hope that as you listen, you not only enjoy the episode, but sense God's deep love for you and how your story can intersect with his. The title of this episode is Time for a Change? Have you ever volunteered somewhere only to end up working for the place you volunteered? While working for an insurance company in their group insurance department, I decided it would be important to volunteer my time somewhere and was approached to join a friend of mine in leading a girls' club in the inner city. The inner city was a place of many contrasts. Single-family dwellings, multiple-family dwellings, and in this particular area where my friend worked, there were low-rental row houses. The low-rental row houses had a variety of people living in them. Some from reserves outside of the city, some who had recently arrived in Canada, and some who needed a place to live but were not able to afford much. The housing development had a reputation for not only the vigorous community life it offered, but also for the many crimes that took place within it. My friend worked for a ministry that saw an opportunity to make a difference by offering a variety of programs, including a club for girls where they could have fun safely, learn different skills, and be introduced to who Jesus Christ was. I loved the idea of helping my friend with the club that she was running for 12 to 17-year-olds one night each week. Although my background was so different than the girls I got to know, we discovered that many of our life experiences, though different, produced the same responses or emotions in us. Whether it was joy, delight, fear, disappointment, grief, etc., we could relate on that level. Towards the end of my second year with the insurance company, my friend let me know that she was getting engaged, then married, and moving to another city with her husband. Once she had shared that good news with me, her second line was, and I think you should take over my ministry in the inner city. What? What did she say? No, 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 no. I loved what I was doing was moving up at a great pace in the insurance company I worked for, was going to university to get my degree, and was doing a fair amount of traveling, seeing as much of the world as possible. Taking on her ministry and having to raise my support or salary was not on my radar, nor something that I thought I could do. Although I loved the girls in the club, saw what a difference our time together with them was making, and felt there were so many more opportunities for caring for the people of the housing development, full-time ministry was not for me, especially if it was going to be in the inner city. After our conversation and my refusal to even consider the position, my friend challenged me to think about it and to pray about it. I said I would, just to get her to not bring it up anymore but with a strong sense that this ministry position was not for me. In conversation with my parents, other family members, and friends, 
There were encouragements, but also many questions as to how this all would work, with not only serving in the inner city, but having to raise my salary. However, everyone did promise to pray for me, and with that I moved forward thinking that there was no way this was for me. Several weeks went by, and I kept letting my friend know that even though I was praying and others were praying, I still did not feel this was the next step for me. She was not convinced and said she thought something would happen that would cause me to reconsider. Work at the insurance company was piling up, and there were many days that once I got home, I was not only exhausted but found myself questioning whether I wanted to keep this pace and move closer and closer towards someday having a management position with the company. Not only was work demanding, but I was taking night courses at university to get ahead on my degree, and these too needed a lot of time and attention. Since friends and dating relationships were also thrown into the mix, I was convinced that a ministry position was not for me. Or was it? One day, after the question had been on my mind for more than a month, my manager asked if we could have a meeting at some point to discuss my future with the company. I was delighted and let him know that any time in the next few days would be good and inwardly giggled that perhaps a promotion was coming sooner than I had imagined. The day came for my meeting with the manager and once in his office he said that he was very, very happy with my performance at the company, admired my work ethic, the group insurance policies I had not only estimated but was now managing, and that he appreciated the great asset I was to the group insurance team. Then he proceeded to tell me that although he was not spiritual or religious, he had a good friend that called himself a Christian and worked for a large ministry that had missionaries all over the world. Several days earlier, he and this friend had been out for lunch and had talked about their respective jobs, what changes were coming to the group insurance department due to the incredible growth that was happening. And then when his friend asked about the employees, my manager began to talk about me. He let me know he didn't know why, but he felt he needed to let his friend know that he had a Christian woman working for him that was a great asset. Then he told his friend that he felt I was far more of a people person than a numbers person, and that perhaps someday I would want to leave the company to work more directly with people. Then my manager's friend asked him if he had ever had a conversation with me about what my future looked like to me, and perhaps he should open up space for me to talk about possibly moving on at some point. I could hardly believe what I was hearing. Then, to conclude his comments, my manager said that he had been thinking of me a lot since meeting with his Christian friend for lunch, and wanted to tell me that he thought I should consider doing something else with my future for sitting behind a desk estimating and managing group insurance policies was a waste of my gifts, personality, character, and skills. He said he had no idea why he was telling me this because he desperately wanted me to stay with the department, but felt he needed to say it. He had even called his Christian friend prior to our meeting to go over what he was going to say to me, and his Christian friend encouraged him to go for it. Now I was in shock. I could not believe what I was hearing. What was happening? What was happening to my neat, cozy, comfortable position that enabled me to live well and travel? After a while, with my manager nervously looking at me to say something, I responded like this. Well, 
What you just said is not at all what I thought you were going to say. I can't believe you said this all to me, and I thank you very much for saying it, for you were very kind and encouraging. However, I think that the reason I am in shock is because I have been praying, together with many others, about a position that was offered to me that would allow me to work directly with others, be one where I could openly express my faith, and one where a lot of faith would be needed, as the only amount I would get paid is the amount I raise per month. Now my manager looked in shock and replied that perhaps something bigger was going on between us that neither of us was in control of. I agreed and let him know that his conversation with me was an answer to prayer. Not answered in the way I thought it would be, but definitely answered. My manager then asked me to tell him all about what the ministry position would be, and as I spoke, I realized I was getting excited about the position and all that it would entail. We had a very, very long meeting, and at the end of it, I thanked my manager for bravely having the conversation with me about rethinking my future and that perhaps there would be a resignation coming. He let me know that if I did resign, there would be a part of him that would be very sad, but that another part of him would be delighted, as he really thought I was made for more than what I was presently doing. With this conversation in my head, I made my way home at the end of the day and let my parents know that I sensed God had given me the clearest answer to our prayers in the most bizarre way, that I could not deny the answer was from him. My parents agreed and somewhat reluctantly encouraged my move from my insurance position to a full-time ministry position, where I had to raise my salary. Although my parents were faith-filled people, they let me know their reluctance came not only because I had to raise my salary, but because they were concerned for all the heartbreak that I might experience in my new ministry position. A little over a week later, I wrote my resignation letter, and after two and a half years, my group insurance career came to an end, and the start of a full-time ministry position with Youth for Christ began. Over the next several episodes, you will hear stories of my ministry in the inner city and some of the ways I was able to see God at work and give me a future and a hope. The song, I Surrender All, sung by Amanda Lindsay Cook, seemed fitting for this episode. Amanda started her music ministry at Square One World Media in the beautiful, unique girl ministry and now lives in Los Angeles, gracing the world with many more of her beautiful compositions.
How do you tell people around the world about Jesus? A missionary traveled to a remote area in Paraguay only to find that the people had already heard all about Jesus on the radio. They were eager to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Media reaches every corner of the globe. Why not use it to spread the message of hope through Jesus Christ? To help us spread the gospel, visit squareoneworldmedia.com. Although I was feeling very safe and comfortable in my position with the insurance company, God had different plans for me, much like he had plans for the people of Israel when they were in exile in Babylon. In the book of Jeremiah, in the Old Testament section of the Bible, we read in chapter 29 from verses 10 to 13 what God said to the people of Israel that also resonated with me during this time of a career change and moving into a ministry that was easy to volunteer for but seemed quite challenging to work full-time at. Here are these verses from Jeremiah chapter 29, beginning with verse 10. This is what the Lord says, You will be in Babylon for 70 years, but then I will come and do for you all the good things I have promised, and I will bring you home again. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. In those days when you pray, I will listen. If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. Are you facing a possible change in the direction in your life or of your life? Perhaps these words from Jeremiah can be of some comfort to you. Thank you for listening, and I hope you come back each week to hear another episode. To keep in touch, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and the website www.ascoopoflife.com, which is spelled 
A-S-K-O-O-P-O-F-L-I-F-E. Not with a C like in a scoop of ice cream, but with a K as in my nickname, Scoop. I would love to hear from you. Your thoughts on the podcast, any questions you may have, or things you would like me to pray about for you.